ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode number two glad to have all of you with us steve Schmi, the mobster what's up buddy how you doing all good come on guys we're going to give you the truth and nothing but the truth on this stuff including our wonderful opinion on dosages cycling and everything when you're ready so this one is going to be about winstrol if you haven't checked out our first episode that was on trembolone winstrol is a very very important steroid to talk about because if you're a competitor if you're looking to do photos if you're looking to recomp winstrol can be one of the top steroids for you so winstrol stanozolol and also you hear it called winnie uh it's anabolic steroid mostly used to get lean and hard it's an oral during cutting cycles to lose body fat, but it's also found in liquid form. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. As a variant of DHT, dihydrotestosterone, it's going to be great for those of you who want to trim up, get those muscles hard, get those cuts to your muscles. It's not one of those steroids that you take and get a smooth look. And it's pretty much, you know, one of the Compared to Anavar, definitely one of the cheaper steroids. So what makes it cool is the modification it has of the A-ring. So that makes it unique and it makes it unique to cutting. So it's one of the top three cutting steroids on the markets for sure. I want to jump in here very quickly, Steve. And, and one of the things that I always do when I talk online about what drugs are and why they've been why they are, what they are, how they use, et cetera, et cetera, is always look at the medical use and what makes Winnie, Winstrol, a dry steroid is essentially, it was used for, uh, I'll make sure I say this properly, reducing angioedema. In other words, water. It's actually used medically to remove water from underneath your skin, to remove bloating uh, in, in medical use as a result of other medical conditions. And that's why we sometimes describe some drug, drugs as wet drugs, Debo is an obvious example, and other drugs like Winstrol as a dry drug. So look at the medical use sometimes, guys. That will give you an indication of how it can be applied. But obviously, we're not talking about medical doses, et cetera. Back to you, Steve. Exactly. And it is a DHT steroid. Now, almost all DHT-related steroids are going to do what Mobster said. They're going to they're going to cut you down. They're going to you're going to drop water on it. You're not going to aroma, and that's not going to aromatize into estrogen. Um, now, some DHT derivatives like Anadrol, for example. It's a DHT derivative that does not convert to estrogen because DHT derivatives do not convert to estrogen, but it does bind to estrogen receptors. But in Winstrol's case, it doesn't do any of that. So that's why it's so good. When you use it, you'll notice some of the side effects, including dry joints. And yes. even someone like me who has shorter limbs, and usually those of us who have the shorter limbs we have 
we don't usually have issues with our joints. We don't have issues with our knees. We don't have issues with our elbows. The taller dudes, the long, lankier dudes, monster side of the, the pond, Northern Europe, British Isles, you guys over there usually have those long, lanky limbs. So in your situation, using Winstrol, you're going to notice some issues. If I'm noticing issues on Winstrol, the dry joints, imagine what you guys are going through because of your long, lanky limbs and how much pressure your joints are already under when you weight train. Weight training puts a lot of pressure on the joints as it is. So you can imagine what using Winstrol will do on top of that. So it's very important when using Winstrol to realize the way it is chemically structured, it is going to do a number on your joints and you're probably going to be at an advantage making sure you're using a joint support formula with it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to side effects. So Mobster, yeah, jump in with your thoughts. Jump in again here, So, So obviously, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing your research. And this is one of those important things I don't want. And yet we still see this way too often. Guys, male men and women, but specifically men when it comes to fit a drug like Winstrol, using a drug and then complaining of issues which they should know about in advance. Now, of course, that's what we're here to. We're, in, we're, we're telling you, we're informing you. So if you're new to Winstrol, listen to podcasts. Let's do your online research. We'll direct you. We have uh, links to articles. There'll be a link to this article in the podcast, in the in the write-up notes, and that will specifically tell you that, you know, to be expected. I mean, it's dose dependent. Steve, not everybody gets it. You can look at, as you said, products like a joint support product like N2 Joint RX or Krill, oiled Krill TS, uh, products like this. But again, it's dose dependent. But And also, for example, Steve, I think you could also argue uh, if you're if you are looking for dry gains, typically that could be useful around the time of a competition. So you'll have a lower body fat level. You're going to have problems again. And then, like Steve says, ultimately, training with weights, you're putting stress on your body, especially when you're in hard training, especially for competition. Certain issues are going to rear their ugly head, whether we like it or not. Be aware. So watch your dosages on this, guys. Don't come to us crying, so to speak, and saying, "Oh, I started getting dry drunks and windstroke." This is common. Yes. It's coming. You should know it's coming. Do not be injecting or taking orally, as we'll get into in a moment, a drug without knowing these things. This is super. I'm going to nag you on every single podcast that we do when it comes to drugs. Know your drug. Know what you're putting into your body. Expect the side effects. If you're taking Winstrol, this is a side effect you should be aware of, should know about. And as Steve says, there are ways and means of learning to manage it. Back to you, Steve. One of the other things that Winstrol does uniquely compared to other steroids, I would say Winstrol and, and, um, and Proviron are two of the best at this when it comes to lowering sex hormone binding yes. globulin in the body, SHBG. Now, when you do that, you kind of, it's, it's one of those things like a sponge in the body. SHBG is like a sponge. So when you're running a cycle, SHBG kind of binds to steroids, making them less effective. But when you use Winstrol, in a cycle as part of your stack, it will help lower that SHBG. So it's going to make the other steroids in your stack more effective. So this is why if you've ever used Winstrol with Trend, for example, you'll notice, oh my God, my hair is falling out like crazy. But when I use Winstrol by itself, it's not that bad. When I use Trend by itself, it's not that bad. But when you combine them 
it's like, holy moly, I'm getting really crazy side effects. I'm getting prostate issues. I'm getting cholesterol going haywire, getting all these issues that I wasn't getting when I was using Winstrol by itself. Well, that's because Winstrol is making that trend even more potent in your body. So if you use Winstrol on a stack, you may want to consider, hey, I can lower my dosages of the other steroids I'm using, because if you don't, you can end up with some really nasty side effects from the other steroids in your cycle that you never thought you would get. Positive. Uh, one of the things that it's, it's more anecdotal than scientifically proven, guys, so keep that in mind. But as a positive reduction, this is from some online research for this podcast, of HDL and an increase in LDL. And as I've, I've literally wrote in my show notes, not medically proven. But we, we've seen guys, when I've just able to tell you with blood tests, et cetera, for all kinds of cycles. And Winstrow has uh, specifically in some users a positive effect in this particular way. And that can be very, very important. We do see specifically with, I'm going to say the modern diet, but that's whether that Western diet, is, as Steve will call it, that's both the American and European side of the border when it comes to the foods with the McDonald's and all the other kinds of foods that we're eating, not always good stuff. And um, that's, that's a positive improvement. Typically, as Steve will tell you, your blood tests, especially post-cycle, your measures are going to be all over the place. Winstrol, again, anecdotal only, has been shown in some users to have a positive reduction, again, of HDL and LDL. So as I said, some things, as Steve said, there, you should always have the negatives in mind when you're doing a cycle, but it is a positive as well, Steve. So if you search for Winstrol on your source, now you can come on the IO forum, of course, and find the best sources out there, most approved sources, most vetted sources. If you go on their websites and you take a look, you'll notice that Winstrol is sold in injectable form as a liquid, as I said, and it's also found in oral form. Why is that? And that's because you have Winstrol, the way it's structured, it can be both. Uh, so you can inject it, you yep. can take the oral tablet, or you can just drink it, drink the oral, yep. uh, drink the uh, drink the liquid. So the liquid Winstrol, I've used before that I've drunk. It's really cool. It looks like milk. So you'll get it. It's like an amp. I got the amps, and but you know, underground labs, of course, they have. Besides the AMs, they have the vials as well. So really, you don't have to inject it. You can just swallow it. You can just drink it. And it's the same thing as taking the tablet because of the way it's structured as a 17-alpha alkylated steroid. So it's not going to get destroyed when it first enters your liver. So it's going to be able to get in your bloodstream. Other steroids, obviously, if you just drink them, it's going to get destroyed by a lot of things in the body. But in this situation, you can definitely drink Winstrol. And that's the age-old question that people ask on Forum of All Time is, can you drink Winstrol? Maybe they heard it from a friend. Maybe they heard it from someone at the gym. And yeah, you can. It's not going to make a difference. In fact, I recommend you drink it because injecting Winstrol, because it is a water-based um, you know, injectable, can cause issues uh, when it comes to abscesses, when it comes to Fever, when you inject, when it comes to uh, pain, the post-injection pain is absolutely nasty. I tried injecting it before. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to drink it from going forward. 
I'm just thinking there's the two things, really. One is the kind of obvious, I've got some milky anabolic liquid you can drink. <laughs> but you might not like the taste. And the other one is, guys, I'm not, I've never been a great fan of peeling myself. I've done it out of necessity based on the cycle that I've been doing at the time. And uh, well, I mean, what the hell? If there's a drug out there that I can take where I don't have to de- stick a damn needle in and something else is going to cause, depending on the cycle you guys are doing, if you're using multiple PEDs, which we'll get into momentarily, uh, not having to pin quite so frequently all those different kinds of drugs, that's got to be worth doing. So, I mean, this is a drug, you can do that. That's great. Straight away, you're, safe. you're saving a few bucks on the pins, but I always say for a few bucks, what the hell? But you literally, uh, again, depending on your cycle, if, if you're, especially if you're competing in bodybuilder, we've, we, we've, we know that there are going to be cycles out there where it could be four, five, six drugs strong. And if I've got one less pin to do where I don't have to mix stuff up, which again, I don't think I'd want to do with Winstraw whenever we're mixing it with another drug in the same uh, syringe, for example, that's one less drug to take, one less uh, needle I've got sticking in my skin. That's got to be an advantage. So ultimately, I mean, I'm literally, I'm, I was all joking aside, in a syringe, you don't bother necessarily putting a pin on the end or whatever, but if you if you want to, it's fine. And just hold it away from your mouth and just squirt the right dosage. Just get the dosage right. I mean, hell, Steve, you can squirt it onto a teaspoon and take it off a teaspoon. It, as simple as that, nice and easy, saves mucking around. Again, side effects are what they are in terms of what, you know, you're, you're expected to use, whether it's injectable or taken orally. But for me, it's one less jab one less thing to worry about. That's got to be nice and simple. Back to you, Steve. The next one we're going to talk about, next topic that we're going to talk about with Winstrol is the dosage. And everyone wants to know the dosage. So unlike trend, although I've seen women run trend, some crazy, crazy women, with Winstrol's case, a lot more women have and do use Winstrol, especially those that compete. So with women, if you've got if you've got good quality Winstrol, five to 10 milligrams a day maximum, I wouldn't go any yes. higher. Now with men, 25 milligrams, 50 milligrams of standard, and some guys even go higher. The ones that compete at a high levels, they'll go 100 plus with the Winstrol, especially in either competition. They'll kind of jack up the dose. Winstrol is one of those that you can go into competition, into judging with it in your system. And it's not going to cause puffiness. It's not going to cause bloating. It's not going to cause any issues that would hurt you in a competition. If anything, it's going to help you because it's going to make you more dry, more cut, and it's going to make you look at your very best. So competitors like to ramp it up into their competition. But if you're an average Joe, 25 to 50 milligrams is plenty. For me, 50 milligrams was a lot. Um, especially in a stack. So I like to run it when I'm stacking it, 25 milligrams. You know, and that's okay. that really works good for me. So give your thoughts okay. on that, uh, Monster. Yeah. yeah, I mean, something you said earlier on, Steve, and I'll just repeat this again, guys, as I think it's worth mentioning. Sometimes we think of drugs in isolation. Steve's covered it perfectly earlier and it kind of touched on it again just now. So for example, my show notes have been saying 40 to 100 milligrams a day. 100 milligrams for me, in terms of what we just talked about and bearing in mind what you said earlier would be with it was only one or two drugs that I was doing a very simple straightforward cycle but if I was running other drugs like three four drugs again competitively for example then I would be looking and I've looked in my show notes at the, the lower end like Steve says so 25 40 
maybe a push 50. And that's going to come down to how you handle it, making sure you've got legitimate products. 40, there's a number I've written down, Steve, with other drugs. And again, that's because it's a daily, daily use that we're talking about here. Uh, we're getting to the half-lives of the oral versus the injectable. For example, here, Steve, I think that's quite important here. Uh, and again, it's whether, it's confusing sometimes, guys, because it comes down to whether you're doing a very simple, straightforward one, two, three drug cycle versus competing for a competition doing four, five, six drug cycle. And that could include your ancillaries, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to keep that in mind. I would not, for example, run a four or five drug cycle for a competition and be looking at 100 milligrams a day. And we'll get into the specifics of suggested cycles here for that particular reason. But you have to remind yourself every single time that you'll look at a drug individually, but it has to be specific for your requirements, what you need, if you're competing as a weightlifter, as a bodybuilder, are you lean, are you not lean, and what are the drugs you're taking? So sometimes we'll make recommendations on a drug being run as if, if it was being run solo. But that's not the same as if you're putting it into a cycle. It might, for example, be only for half of a cycle. It might be running four or five other drugs. Like I said, keep that in mind. Ultimately, as Paul what Steve said earlier on, I would probably, and I always favor this anyway, Steve knows, the lower end of the dosage. And again, especially again, if you are a first time user of the drug, do not decide because your buddy down the gym said so to run it at a high end because that's what I do, says John at the gym, and find that your joints are aching, that you other drugs are giving you terrible side effects, wind strolls giving you side effects, and you kind of already closed the barn door. You've already put a load of drugs into your system, et cetera, et cetera. So keep this in mind. It's why we give advice on the forums. It's why guys ask for cycle advice. But again, to me, I'd always play safe with a lower dose just to see how I get on with it, Steve. It's only then making sure, as you said before, it's a trusted source that I might change those numbers around at a later time. So go out, no dose to begin with, guys. See how you get on with it. See how you handle the side effects. Make sure you're aware that if you're taking other drugs, that needs to be probably be the case all the time anyway. Back to you, Steve. So let me go over some cycle ideas for Winstrol on how to use it. And then Mobster is going to finish up going over the side effects, the liver toxicity and all that stuff and how to mitigate that. And then take us into the disclaimer. So we have, we have a little bit, we have 10, 15 minutes left. So there's different ways to use it. You can use it by itself. If you wanna use 25 to 50 milligrams a day, that's fine. You only have to dose it once a day. It's not something where you have to dose it two, three times a day. It's got a long enough half-life where it's gonna be in your system for, if, you, if you're taking it once a day, it's going to be in your system for 24 hours. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, I have to take this twice a day. I have to take this three times a day. No, it's going to be in your system long, long enough. It's not a problem. Oral versus injectable, Steve. Oral is a lot less, guys. Half-life of the oral version, and of course, the injectable version can be taken orally, is four to five hours. But again, bearing in mind what I just said previously, make sure you're aware of the difference between those two things, whether it comes to dosing, like I just said, or again, the difference between a short half-life oral versus injectable. And of course, it's the same damn product. So keep that in mind. I've got 18 to 24 hours here, Steve, as the half-life versus the, for the injectable versus four to five hours for the oral. Keep that in mind, guys. If you're taking it orally, like we've talked about, it's a much shorter half-life. Uh, so again, I mean, if it's injectables, one jab a day, like Steve just said. But orally, 
different. Whether you'd want to split it up into multiple doses, again, it's one of those things. I don't think I would, Steve, but that's by the by. I think I'd think of the overall effect. What about you? If you was doing it orally, would you split that into smaller dosages through the day? Would you want to? Before we get into the cycle proper? I think with it, if you're taking the injectable, I think if you're drinking it, definitely once a day would be would be fine i mean you're just drinking it if you're injecting it i you know and you know injections are a pain in the butt every other day you can get away with every other day if you're taking the tablet once or twice a day perfectly fine um it's going to be in your system let's say you're doing 50 milligrams a day do 25 milligrams in the morning 25 in the evening that's fine um if you're just doing 25 milligrams you just do it once a day uh, we got to remember with half-life, half-life means half of it is still going to be in your system. And then yes. after the amount of time, half of that is going to be in your system. So if you're taking it on a daily schedule, it's going to be built up enough in your system where you're not going to get too much fluctuation after you're on it for about a week. So Winstrol takes about 10 days to really start feeling the effects of it. And some of the early things that you'll start noticing, you look in the mirror, you see, oh my God, I'm getting dry. Or you'll see, you'll start noticing some joint you know, your joints are getting more dry, especially after a couple of weeks, especially if you like high volume in the gym. So pumps, pumps are a big thing. Mobster is going to go over the side effects, including the pumps too, because the Winstrol pumps are, are legendary. So let me spend five minutes talking about how to cycle it, Mobster, and then you'll finish yes. up the last five minutes with the side effects. So like I was saying, um, you can take it by itself four to six weeks, you can push to eight weeks, just depends on your liver. Um, if you're taking care of your liver, and you have a good liver, you could probably push it to eight weeks, no problem. I would not exceed eight weeks because of the liver toxicity of Winstrol. Stacking it, you can stack it with just about any steroid out there, but it's just a matter of you know, how you wanna do it. Keep in mind, if you stack it with something like Trend, your head hair, is going to take a beating. Your prostate is going to take a beating. Your cholesterol is going to take a beating. So whatever trend does to you already, adding Winstrol is going to make it worse. Adding Winstrol to testosterone, that is an option. Adding Winstrol to something like Equipoise, that is an option. Those would work good. In either in any of these scenarios, 25 to 50 milligrams would be fine. I'm not a fan of adding Winstrol to another oral. I don't think it's necessary. If you want to stack two orals, I don't think Winstrol is a good option. But if you insist on just doing two orals, you could do, say, 25 milligrams of Winstrol a day, and then you could do 20 milligrams of D-Bowl a day. They would stack. They would kind of yin and yang each other. D-Bowl is wet. Winstrol is dry. Yin and yang. I wouldn't do Anadrol with Winstrol. It's too damn liver toxic, and it's too harsh on your body. It's going to be really, really harsh. I would not stack those two. The harsher the steroid, the least I would recommend stacking it. And at the end of the day, if you were to run Winstrol with an injectable like EQ or testosterone or Primo or something, and those are going 12, 14 weeks, you want to you wanna put the Winstrol in a six-week you know, plan, somewhere in there in a blueprint, either at the beginning of the cycle or the end of the cycle, most guys and women will run the Winstrol toward the end of the cycle because they want to get dry going, finishing out their cycle because they're looking to look, they're looking to look good for the beach, for photos, for a contest. So they'll run it toward the end 
to get the maximum yep. results. So Mobster, touch on that a little bit. We only have eight minutes left. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about the side effects and then take us to the disclaimer. I'll let you finish it off. I'll jump in here, guys, because, because I think sometimes it's slightly confusing. Uh, and again, it's one of those overall effects, as Steve quite properly says, whether it's at the beginning or the end of the cycle. So if I'm choosing to use a dry drug like Winstrol, uh, then for me to then, as Steve suggested just now, to add Devo, it's kind of confusing sometimes. And with what we, the only reason I say this, guys, is because you'll have someone who come on the forums who's maybe a little bit fatter than perhaps they should be, vis-a-vis. 20%, for example, or, or more, and they're using a, a wet drug like Debo and then say, oh, I've got bloated. Okay, well, that's kind of obvious, guys. Equally, uh, there's an idea sometimes that you're taking one drug to mitigate the effects of another drug. So, for example, I'm going to use Debo, which will bloat me up. I'm going to use Winstrol, which is going to dry me out. Well, you don't have to use Debo. You could have used Teranobol, for example. So plan your cycles accordingly. Think about what you're doing and the effect you're trying to get. Most of you listening aren't going to compete. Most of you are doing exactly like Steve said. You're going to look good for the beach from whatever. So, for example, don't rely on drugs to dry air. If you're, if you're dietary, don't rely on like Winstrol to get you lean. If you're not prepared to do cardio, if you're not prepared to, to, to eat less food, you're not prepared to train hard, guys. So don't say, as good as what any drug that we recommend and train, et cetera, like in our site, first podcast you got to do the work you've got to know the side effects you've got to know the overall effects and don't be bitching about you know water retention if you're using a wet drug or aching joints if you're using a dry drug it's kind of stating the bleeding obvious but sometimes these things need to be said i'll get into the side effects now steve let's see this is quite properly we've already touched on it the number one side effect that people complain about the most is going to be those dry joints Slightly less, as Steve's already said, would be, for example, some post-injection pain, again, in the injectable version. And typically, Steve, it's not necessarily always the drug itself, uh, as it can be in the case of Winstrol, but sometimes it's the carrier oil or alcohol that's used, and we know that people have particular reactions to it. And sometimes that's literally just changing the source and making sure, that, or, or even within a source, they will have different versions and finding which drug has an alcohol or carrier oil or whatever that's different than the one you've just used and you have less of reaction. In the case of Winstrol, that could be a thing in and of itself. Certain drugs are like that. But again, you should know that going in, guys. Don't complain about it afterwards. It's kind of silly. You knew what the situation was. You've done your research. You know it might hurt a little bit. You bite the bullet and you took it and you're using it in a non-medical way. That's kind of on you. Don't be complaining about your stuff after. Uh, an obvious thing, and we've mentioned one product already that would help you with joint issues would be a, a, a product like N2 Joint RX. But you're looking for glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, calcium, collagen, vitamin C, all of those things in, in, in a good joint product, but at the right dosages, they're going to help. I mentioned already uh, fish oils in the case, for example, cruelty. Yes, is a great one. Uh, which work for me in terms of what, you know, so-called lubrication. And again, some of this stuff comes down to you being dietary uh, deficient. In other words, you're cutting, you're doing a cutting diet, you're doing a competition diet, there's going to be missing a few things out of there. So a little bit of supplementation of those items is going to help as well. And finally, which is an, quite often a problem, but especially for oral versions of any drug, uh, you're looking potentially for the liver problems. And I, I we recommend constantly on the form for this particular reason. You may have your own preferred version, but our preferred version is N2 Guard 
which is out there for organ protection, and that includes some organ protection, organ healing, organ health. Uh, it's probably most accurate. And specifically in this particular circumstances, your liver. All, all drugs have a, a, a nasty habit of requiring more processing by the body than injectables, although they're not specifically 100% that. But orals, again, by reputation, need this. And so that process of breaking down and absorption into the body requires them to be alkylated, for example, and that's what harms the liver. And therefore, because you're taking it again at a super physiological above and beyond what a medical doctor would give you for medical conditions, for anabolic reasons, to get into shape, not because you've got angioedema, you're going to have those potential side effects and those potential issues, and that's how we manage those things. Right, guys, as always, please note, we are not doctors, and the opinions that we give on this podcast are hours and hours alone. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.